This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. Hi, my name is Adam Homey, and once again, I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Here at the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, we highlight folks who make the world a better place by being part of it and their contributions to it. And every once in a while, I get to have very interesting conversations like the one you're about to enjoy today. With us, we have Scott Schrader, who is the founder of Vault Wealth Management and the Palm Event. What makes this installment particularly interesting is I've known Scott for 28 years. When I went off to college after I left that little town I came from and arrived at Penn State McKeesport, Scott is one of the first people I met and became friends with. And there was just something about him. I'm not sure what it was. Actually, I do know what it was. Um, (laughs) I came from an environment that, you know, for better or worse, uh, didn't necessarily show me all the possibilities in life. So here's this guy. He's a sophomore going to a Commonwealth campus at Penn State, and he shows up driving a 1987 Porsche 944 that he bought himself. And I'm thinking, how is this possible? And this was one of the first glimpses I got to what became a lifelong journey of understanding that paradigms are often somebody's permanent explanation to some anomaly. So in a way, it opened my eyes. And since then, uh, Scott has been around, uh, you know, he and I hung out in college for a good bit. Uh, Then he just pops up on my radar screen every so often. I remember earlier this year, uh, you were on the Daily Mail, and uh, I found out about it because a friend of mine came to me and said, hey, that guy there, isn't that your your car, dude? It's like, yeah, oh, (laughs) son of a gun, that is him. (laughs) So, Scott, how you doing, man? Good, good. That is so funny. I, I almost, you know, I forget sometimes people identify me as the guy with the Porsche 944. Mm. But uh, I remember you had the the Camaro at the time, and uh, boy, that thing that thing was, that thing was a piece of shit. I love that. That thing was it's amazing. Piece of you know the, the relationships that that cars, uh, you know, cars can start over the years, and uh, yeah. I have learned recently that my Camaro back then was a little special. It was, it's called the Starship Camaro. It was the oh, Berlinetta. Oh, the Berlinetta, yes. Yes. Yes, so I'm hoping to buy one at some point in the very near future. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, when I hit certain goals, uh, I'd like to get 
a 92 Z28 25th anniversary edition, the best of the third gens that you can get, or the most latest of the third gens you can get with the 350 TPI. Yeah. Uh, no T-tops, though, because I'm going to do a system again. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Why yeah, do the T-tops I, and the music just flows out through the T-tops? Yeah, I like to keep it to myself. It's one of my little things. You know, when I first put that system in, you know, I'd uh, be driving around. Uh, people would hear me coming. An hour later, I'd show up. And they say, how do you not go deaf? Then you get in the vehicle, and it's like you're sitting front row at a concert. It all balances out when you adjust your speakers and such correctly. So I don't know anything about trigonometry or or algebra or anything like that, but apparently I use somebody else's trigonometry in college algebra to figure out how to <laughs> n- not to blow my amps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what you're up to these days. I know you got a couple of things. Um, you know, you're a, you're a financial advisor and you have this very interesting event. Yeah. Yeah, actually. And you know, it's, it's just crazy the way your life turns out. Um, you know, uh, like I said, start off by saying I'm not necessarily here to promote a business or anything. Mm-hmm. Just saw my friend having a podcast and said, I want to want to support you. So I'm going to talk very general about, you know, about some of the stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. interestingly, when, when I knew you, I think I was in computer science when I first had met you. Yes. Yes, you were. And the f- crazy thing happened was I, I bought this Porsche 944. You know, I started off with a Camaro. Mm-hmm. Found the Corvette where the owner, I think, was fleeing from the IRS and <laughs> sold it to me for like $6,400. And yeah, beautiful Porsche. And they gave me like 10 9 in trade for it. And, you know, all my friends are buying, you know, Cavaliers and Geostorms. And mm-hmm. for almost the same price, I bought a Porsche. I was like, how can I go wrong? Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, it's cool the car was, is I really couldn't afford the maintenance on it. Yeah, I remember you did have some problems with it. I used to tease you about your mom's Regal, which was also <laughs> an, which was also a very nice car. It, it was. Well, you know, I met through the Porsche a guy who was uh, – he worked at the Volkswagen plant in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and was also a financial advisor with Primerica, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, like an MLM-type financial advice place. Yep. And – he just started teaching me. He was trying to recruit my parents, but I got to know him and he was teaching me all about finance. And I was like, just completely mesmerized. And, you know, it really taught me different mindsets, you know, why the rich are rich, why the poor stay poor, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just astounded that up to that point, I had never learned that. And most people never do, Uh you know, my parents, my, my mother was a teacher and realistically, that's kind of what I do. You know, I don't sell investments. I don't, you know, do this. I try to teach people, you know, principles and really just help them, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to take charge in their lives. But the, uh, it was just ironic because really soon after I met the guy, I changed my major to finance and international business. Uh-huh. And so I took that Porsche up to Penn state and, Little did I know about, geez, 15, 20 years later, I got invited to a Rolls-Royce driving event at our local racetrack. Yeah. And after it, they gave us the keys and said, here, partner up with somebody and take the car for a drive. Well, sure enough, I sit in the car and, and this guy's the one of the only other guys there with a Porsche. We both had Porsches at the event. Uh-huh. And we got to talking and he was from State College. 
And I said, you know, when I was at Penn State, somebody left a note on my car, you know, and asked me to join the Porsche Club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at Penn State, the last thing on our minds was Porsches. We were more into, you know, having a good time, meeting people mm-hmm. and just doing that. So I yeah. never, never responded to him. And he said, well, what year was that? And uh, I told him, I won't date either one of us. And he said, that was me. I was president of the Porsche Club when I lived in there. And I used to go around putting notes on people's cars. And he had actually founded the Palm event. And I ended up taking it over when he moved out of town. Okay. The irony of something like that is is almost unheard of. You know, you never. Wow. Ne- that's what the so that, wife. Porsche, that Porsche not only introduced me to you, it introduced me to finance and it introduced mm-hmm. me to the event that I run currently. So it's. Yeah. It's really crazy how things uh, how things come around. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So uh, one of the questions that we ask is uh, on this show, and I know we're uh, just having sort of a general conversation here, but let me just ask this anyway. Sure. When people are checking you out, uh, thinking about getting involved with something you're doing, what are some of the top questions they have, like the frequently asked questions? Well, that's, that's kind of funny because it used to be like we were talking earlier about the Internet and just, you know, when we met, mm-hmm. we would have never thought we'd be podcasting 20 some years later. Yeah. Um, when I first started in business, I would spend the first 10 minutes telling people, you know, about me, about a company, what we stand for. Now, when people come in for the first 10 minutes, they tell me about my company, <laughs> what they like <laughs> about me. What's important and all of that stuff just from reading. People do all the research before uh-huh. they come in. So that's that's one thing that's really important is to make sure that you have the correct message out there. Right. Uh, most of the questions that I get are stuff that's just that people think they should ask. And it's not what's important. Like, you know, yeah. what, is, what is your favorite stock or what's the hot stock now? Or what kind of return can you get me? You know, and that's just like that's not the right questions to 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 be asking you know somebody who's you know who's who's really looking after your whole finances if you're if if your entire future goes mm-hmm. down one stock that's not a good sign right 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 so basically what you've done is uh you've transitioned to the next question we typically ask is what are some of the questions you wish people would share with you um i think basically just people should be asking how are you going to make my life better yeah you know what can you do? How can you help me? Here's what I want to accomplish long term. What's the best means to get there? Yeah. All right. So let's have some fun. And uh, for those of uh, for those of our uh, of your friends, my friends, uh, maybe some mutual friends that might uh, show up on here, uh, we like to have a little bit of fun and give our listeners the opportunity to get to know our guests as people and some of the interesting things about them. So first is, what would people who know you? Be surprised to learn about you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. I wasn't uh, expecting that. I mean, I you know I have all kinds of you know strange things. I mean, you know, when I was in, I've made it a point to really try a lot of different things. Um, you know, I used to box <laughs> recreationally. I never really, yeah. you know. Uh, I uh, was professional. Um, you know, I spent some time in Costa Rica. Um, that's, I drove a Ford Explorer at one point. 
but <laughs> wow, that 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 right there is a little bit of a pattern interrupt from what I'm used to you driving. My favorite job was uh, delivering pizzas. <laughs> I, rem- I remember when you used to deliver the pizzas, but uh, by day you're a college student and a primarica advisor, and at nights and weekends you're delivering pizzas. Yeah, uh, I had so many jobs. I mean, people forget now. I used to sell sports cards and sports memorabilia. You know, I started. I'm, I'm yeah. a workaholic, as people know. I've uh-huh. you know, I had a paper out when I was 13. I was selling sports cards, baseball cards. It started off at flea markets, you know, locally, uh-huh. and then it went to shows, you know, throughout the Northeast. And and uh, yeah, it's it's. And then you know, when I knew you, I probably had three jobs. I mean, I worked at Johnny K's, which was a bar. I worked at Racks, McDonald's. Uh, you know, I remember McDonald's. I remember McDonald's because um, what was his name? I think it was Nick, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He was a manager there or something like yes, that. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you uh, what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? <laughs> um, that I'm competent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's you know, it's 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 realistically. Um, I think the best thing that I could uh, hear is that I made a difference in someone's life, and they were better off. For having mm-hmm. known me, yeah, I think that's the ultimate compliment, and that's, you know, and that's what it is. I mean, it's too, you know, I've been very, very fortunate, and, you know, when I started off, uh, I, I interned at a couple places. I didn't like what I saw in the financial world. It was all about pushing product. You learn these great ideals in school, and then it's all about push product. Yeah, but I had a tax business, and then I, I just was able to get licensed, and I thought that I would just help people out and I didn't have to rely on it as an income. And yeah. so it just had a snowball effect and that ended up being my, you know, my main business. And my goal isn't to sell people expensive stuff. My people is to, is to just find them a good match for what's, what's going to, uh, you know, what's going to be right for them in, in the long term. Exactly. So the theme of our conversation has been journeys through time, the circles of life, serendipity, yeah. But I got to ask, if you could go back and change one thing you've done or one thing you've experienced or happened, what would it be and why? Absolutely nothing. Um, wow. And I say that because, you know, I'm extremely happy with where mm-hmm. I'm at right now. And if I could go back and change one thing, even something that I regret, because everybody has some regrets. I mean, yeah. you know, I wish I would have done this differently. But in reality, if you go back and change one thing, however small, you know, like the butterfly effect, I guess. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't be right here where I'm at, you know, and some of the choices that I made, you know, could have, you know, led to what I considered hard lessons. I mean, I don't think Uh it may not be hard lessons for everybody, but you know, there's things I could say, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that or that, but you know, they're really, I got a few. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super, super happy where I'm at today. Yeah. If I had to choose something, I guess like, you know, there were times where I was hard on, you know, on people, you know, in high school or wherever. And, you know, I maybe wish I would have done something positive instead of, you know, picked on them. But, you know, I wasn't, it was more good natured. I, mean, I was a little hell in an eighth grade, but after yeah. that, once I got to 10th grade, it was basically good nature. I mean, eighth grade is <laughs> just fitting in, you know? Yeah. And to an extent, I'm, I'm a believer in some, <laughs> I, this is probably something I shouldn't say on the podcast, but I'm a believer somewhat in in bullies and not bullies like that are physically hurting people. But I think an important lesson to learn is overcoming adversity. Yeah. And yes, I picked on some people, but people picked on me, too. And that made me 
develop life skills to overcome adversity. And I think that's something that's missing. And again, I'm not saying you should be beating kids up or that kind of stuff. You're, you're not I'm, advocating for bullying. Let's be clear on that. Right. I'm advocating yeah. for teaching kids how to solve the problems on their own uh-huh. and not going to, you know, the principal or whoever when somebody calls them a name or somebody's giving them a hard time. You know, there is a line that should be drawn, but sometimes when we when we try to make things better, we kind of go overboard. And so, uh-huh. I guess, you know, I don't know how this question turned into that. But again, like I said, in eighth grade, you know, when we grew up in Pittsburgh, it was like, in, you know, an eat or be eaten kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, I picked on people. I get picked on. But again, it taught me some important life lessons. And as I grew up and as I got to like 10th grade, you know, it was mostly, you know, for the most part, good natured. Like, I don't really have a lot of enemies from from the past or, or anything like yeah. that. So it's just it's just a minor thing. You know, I think if I uh-huh. could change anything, I'd make it a little bit more positive of, of, of an experience, um, you know, as long as it didn't alter the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So this is uh, this is going to be a pretty interesting question because uh, folks who know about the Palm event and know where it's held. So sure. I'm very interested in your answer to this question. Sure. If there was a famous person that you had the opportunity to meet, alive or dead, who would it be and what question would you have for them? Barack Obama. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's okay because a lot of us know that because uh, uh, we saw it on the Daily Mail that you uh, actually had a conversation with former President Trump because you held the event at uh, Mar-a-Lago. That's, yeah. actually how, that's actually how I found out that you'd met him because a friend of mine who's a, who's a major Trump supporter came to me and said, hey, look, at, isn't that your car guy? <laughs> I said, son of a gun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's interesting. You know, I, I try to... Ironically, I try not to be too political, and yeah. especially for the event, we try to keep it as as apolitical as we can, given the yeah. venue that it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's we never thought in 2015 that he would be president of the United States. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, my my video from this year, but um, you know, if I just start to talk about this year's Palm event. It's like it happened to another person. I would have never believed it at Penn State McKee Sport. You know, yeah. it's like, well, you know, the day the day that I bought my Countach, I uh-huh. got engaged at Donald Trump's house in front of Vanilla Ice, and then he congratulated the former president of the United States congratulated us on our engagement. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> so so you've already risen a pretty high bar in terms of famous people you've met, but Who's on the bucket list? Who's on the wish list? You know, I, I, again, it goes back to, I like to meet people, um, you know, that are exceptional at what they do and people that have made a difference in the world. Uh, And it's tough because I've met a lot of people, uh, you know, I've been fortunate Mm -hmm. to meet a lot of people that I've, you know, recently I got to meet Bruce Campbell, who I absolutely love. Yeah. I met him 20 years ago, so I got to see him Mm -hmm. again for a second time. Um, Trump was definitely a, a character. I mean, I got to see George Bush, uh, Barack Obama, um, and and Trump. But, uh, you know, Trump was, he, he's not what you see on TV all the time. He's a people pleaser. He loves to go out and just, you yeah. know, always complimenting people. It, it, it's, it's, it's strange. And he came up to me. Um, the, the One year he was a sitting president where we had the car show, which was crazy, because I think that's the only time 
that you've ever had a a car show on the lot of a sitting president. But he, um, you know, he that was the day that the Mueller report was released. Oh yeah, yeah. And, but he came up to me the next year and he says, "Hey, why don't you ask me to put any cars in your show?" Mr. President. He's like, "Can I have Secret Service pull my cars around?" I was like, "Absolutely." Yeah. And so, you know, we uh, this year we gave him an award and he came down and and uh, hey, princess. <laughs> this is Princess Alessandra. She's here to say hello. <laughs> hello. He came down and he holds our award up high and then he got on mm-hmm. the mic and said how great our car show was. Something a little inappropriate. And then he said um, and then he walked through the crowd. And that was the last thing that Secret Service wanted, but um, uh huh, yeah, he, no. yeah, he's known for that, and uh, John F. Kennedy was known for that too. He used to drive yeah. the Secret Service freaking nuts by just diving into crowds. They're yeah, saying, this guy's going to get shot. <laughs> that's that's exactly what Trump would do, and it's it's yeah. a little weird too because you see on TV, but then you go to Mar-a-Lago, and it really is an alternate universe. I mean, it's yeah, it really is. But uh, you know, as far as other people, I'd like to meet. I mean, it's like, like I said, people who have done amazing things you know mm-hmm. and, and they're different like steve jobs you know elon musk you know mm-hmm. einstein uh people that changed the world enzo yeah. ferrari enzo ferrari oh, that, yeah there's no surprise there <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's just like really people that change the world that think differently because it takes it takes a lot i mean i'm like even you adam i'm i'm you know it's like proud to see you on there doing something different because mm-hmm. There's just nothing worse than people who spend all of their lives with no direction, doing something that they hate in order to, you know, to to get old and and just sit there and retire and not really be happy. And and I just that's something I just, you know, me from from 18 years old, I just never understood. And, you know, I was a little different than Pittsburgh because that's not your typical, you know, Pittsburgh lifestyle. But uh, Uh yeah, here I am. Yep, you always stood out for me. That I got to say. <laughs> so, um, so overall, we've covered pretty much everything. I mean, you've answered questions even ahead of time. But if there was one thing, and I'm going to share links to your websites with the audience in just a moment, saying sure. so go check you out. Uh, if there's one thing that you would encourage somebody to do as soon as they finish listening to this within the next minute or so, what would it be? Well, I think I kind of almost just answered that, and I guess yeah. it's a two-part question. I mean. One of them is take charge of your life. And, Uh you know, again, people work all their lives and never really think about it. But, you know, I'm I'm talking just career wise, financial wise, you know, everything wise. Um, Just really, instead of just going with the flow, just figure out what you like and 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 what you want to do and and make something of it. I mean, most people, you know, work all their lives to, to build somebody else's dream. And uh-huh. I mean, you're going to spend a lot of time, even if it's something you hate. So at the very least, try to get a job in an industry that you're passionate about or that you that you actually enjoy doing. I mean, if you're miserable uh-huh. going to work, don't do it another 10 years. You know, figure out figure out a plan. Um, uh-huh. Same with everything. I mean, you know, finance finance wise, don't just and also just don't throw your money at anybody or, or whatever. Just make sure you understand, hey. This is what I'm doing. This is this is the this is my philosophy, mm-hmm. and you can't just change it every time something changes on the news. You have to really, you know, come up with a plan and 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 just stick to it and, and enjoy it and be passionate and 
set goals and, and all that kind of stuff. Even even with cars. I mean, I've done that since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's I bought, you know, it's it's the Camaro. I mean, that was my first car. I had wheel charges, a little transformer, you know. Uh-huh. My ultimate goal was the Countach. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I went from the there to, remember, Jazz. So that was the Porsche. So I went to the, uh-huh. the 944. You know, and then it just, it, you know, it just kept kept going on. And um, I, I just could never understand why people spend $500 a month, $1,000 a month, $40,000, $50,000 on a car every five years. And it's not something they want or care about. It's just something they they spend a good portion of their income on. So right, that, that's kind of the thing. It's like just just be present and, and, and uh, to – to be passionate in their lives about things and make intentional decisions. Don't just let life happen to you. Exactly. All right. So for our listeners, uh, you got to check Scott out. Uh, here's the uh, website for his, uh, his financial practice. It's www.vaultpalmbeach.com. I'll leave that to you to check out. And if you want to check out the Palm event, go to www.thepalmevent.com. I promise you an experience. I promise you a journey. And with that, Scott Schrader, thank you so much for coming by. It's been an honor. And as always with you, believe me, an education. Thank you, Adam. And it was it was just, it was, I can't tell you how great it was seeing you again, chatting with you again. And, you know, it's just takes me back to my youth. I mean, you get, you know, you get a little so far removed from Penn State McKeesport. It just, uh, mm-hmm. it's not even Penn State McKeesport anymore. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, great talking with you. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Thank you.